0: Welcome to Business and Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Brazzo Pobridge. This episode is sponsored by Life Success Academy, a place where you recreate your business and personal happiness. So welcome everyone to Business and Happiness Podcast. Today, I have a very, very special guest. So honored to have an individual who was actually, I believe, one of my very first Participants in a workshop for positive psychology from like 10, 12 years ago. Uh, She's associate director at Lafayette College, career coach, humorist, and believe it or not, stand up comedian. So please welcome my friend Margie Cherry. Margie, how are you? I am wonderful,
1: Brock. So it's so good to see you. We were just reminiscing that it's been over 10 years since, since we actually saw each other in person, which Blows my mind,
0: blows my mind. But it's great to be here. I know I can't believe. Also, it's been it's been that long, and I know we were trying to stay in touch. And uh, but finally, at least uh, we got in touch. We'll do this, and uh, I really want to hear from you um, all these great things that you're doing. And especially, you know, if okay with you, I wanted to talk about you know humor. And uh, uh, how it can help us with the stress and uh, uh, what you really working on in that area. Because I, I, you know, for years, I know how important that is. I know how it helps me. So would that be okay to chat? Absolutely. I would love to. I would love to.
1: It's so important to me. And it came to me really by accident as so many things in my life. Have I mean I I call myself the accidental everything everything I've become has been a happy accident so uh, I stumbled into humor um, many many years ago after my first child was born I had what I later learned was postpartum depression uh-huh. and it recurred again with my second child and the only way I knew to cope was to kind of keep a journal and at the time I was a working illustrator so my journal of course was illustrations i was like drawing these little doodles of of all the 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 things that were making me nuts about motherhood and before i knew it i had basically what amounted to a cartoon and i ended up finding um a parenting paper who was looking for a cartoonist and i became an accidental cartoonist (laughs) what a story it was great and it was a way for me to channel all my frustrations all my confusion, all my feelings of overwhelm into a cartoon. And then I would meet people, I'd run into moms at at different parenting groups and they'd say, oh my gosh, you're the cartoonist. I have that cartoon hanging up my refrigerator. Are you like looking over my shoulder? Do you know what's going on in my life? That's exactly what's happening in my life. So for me, using humor was a way, it, it was like building a bridge out of my isolation of postpartum depression and a way back into the community of other mothers. And I felt like we were sharing something. And that just sparked, sparked an idea in my head that humor is the way out of our stressors. It's a way for us to master our stressors, not to become the victim of our stressors. And it's continued
0: throughout my life in various ways. Wow. You know, that just reminds me um, what I used to do at one point in my life. I remember, you know, I was working for Merrill Lynch. And uh, I, first, like I would get up earlier. You know, my office was only like ten minutes. Office was only ten minutes from home. And every morning, I would watch before I leave. Actually, home, I would watch one of the stand-up uh, uh, show. You know, for like twenty to thirty minutes, and that just like made my day. I mean, I I was doing this for like I don't know how many years. I right. missed that. Right. Absolutely. Well, the first step in using humor to
1: to master your stressors is to consume humor. To be a humor consumer. Yeah, fill yourself with with the things that make you laugh, and you have to have and develop your own sense of humor. The next level up is then creating comedy out of your own stressors. That's sort of like you know going going up Maslow's hierarchy. This is the, the the comedy hierarchy. First, become a humor consumer. No, you know, notice what what makes you laugh. Enjoy the laughter, savor it. It's a lot of the you know the things that we talk about in positive psychology. The savoring. It's even a form of gratitude because you're noticing what in your life is is foremost in your life. And if it's a stressor, then you need to turn it around. And rather than being grateful for it, you take an attitude towards it and you convert it with humor. And that way you become, uh, uh, you, you take back the reins,
0: you take back control of what is stressing you out. So so this is really interesting what you said, because it just got me thinking, this is really what great comedians do. They will take their real life, and it, you, these are the best comedians you can connect to, and you go, this happens to me all the time, right? So they take their real life example, and then they make fun of it, even if it was something bad that happened to them right? Exactly. Exactly. I think, I I think that's the best form of humor, obviously. I mean, there's plenty of
1: comedians who have other people write jokes for them and they're really funny and that's great. And I really enjoy that. But to me, the ones who I really connect with are the ones who are using their story, their pain and turning it around with humor. Because again, that's that human connection, somehow universalizing your own pain and stress and frustration that connects you to other people because you've universalized it. They are feeling the same thing you are. You're just giving a name to it. You're, you're making a joke out of it that they can relate to. And that that connects us. That to me is is the beautiful part of
0: it. Yes, that, that really connects us. So, so how do you think, like I know from my experience it helps me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, why is that? Do you know like, why does humor help us a lot?
1: well, I mean that's that's a great question. There's so many levels to it. and again, if you begin with just us viewing humor or or listening to humor and laughing at it, there's you know endless studies done on the benefits of laughter. It releases dopamine, it releases endorphins. It floods us with that wonderful cocktail of feel feel good uh hormones. so that you know that that's the basis of it then when you take it that one step further and you create the humor that causes the laughter, then you're bringing in creativity. So it's, it's like using different parts of your brain. You're you're using your emotional response to respond to it, but then you're using your creativity, which lights up every part of your brain to bring together the ideas that then turn things around with humor. So it's sort of like a whole brain um, explosion that happens. and. It, it 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 is almost a magical process. They, they say that trying to dissect comedy is like dissecting a frog. You know, <laughs> they both die when you try to dissect it. But
0: there there is
1: there there are continuing to be more and more studies about the impact of humor on our brains, on our emotions, and now more of the impact on creativity. And that's the part I'm really interested in exploring: is the create the creative part that happens when we become the comedian. And I don't i don't mean that everybody should be a stand-up comedian, Baratza, believe me. Of course. Even in our own minds, even if we just jot down a little note in our own journal, if we keep an attitude journal instead of a gratitude journal, you know, <laughs> um, or just, you know, a, a, a funny quip to a friend or, 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 you know, or coming up with the perfect meme to send somebody, that's, that's taking back those reins of control over our stressors in a small way. That is a piece of it that is really, has really not been totally explored yet, and I'm fascinated by it.
0: Yeah, you know, th- this is really interesting. So what you said, so the first level is you basically consume it, and the next level is you creating your own. So now you're becoming, you know, you have your creativity in addition to everything else that you're right. exploring, as you did for years with, with the cartoons, Right. 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 and um, so this is this is really interesting, and, like you said, it doesn't have to be stand up. you just it just reminded me I have another friend who um basically was teaching Dale Carnegie program you know for many years as I did, yeah. and she did uh, a number of stand up actually, I went to see her first stand up, and I just thought it's really interesting how you know some of us who are involved with you know could be public speaking could be you know training, helping people. How some of us started exploring a comedy this is really cool right right it's just another way of connecting it's just
1: another another communication tool and it is one that's been proven to to uh get a good response from people to really connect with to other people and for me especially in times of pain like i like i said you know originally it was postpartum depression and i felt isolated i felt like i wasn't part of the mom community because i wasn't appreciating motherhood the way other women were and as soon as as soon as my cartoons got out there I was instantly connected everybody was saying to me I feel that way too so it it pulled me out of my isolation and then it happened again and I I have to admit that even I forgot even even though I was teaching comedy workshops to moms at the time I was a little stand-up momity what I call it I, after my kids grew up, I kind of forgot about it for many years, Brazzo. And then uh, in about 2017, I had a very bad fall in my, in my house, and I shattered my humerus from my elbow to my shoulder. And it was such a bad break that it actually damaged the radial nerve to my hand. And I was told that I, I, I paralyzed my hand, and I was told by three different doctors that I might not get it back. And of course, I, you know, of course I was depressed and after wallowing in it, you know, you got to wallow for a while. After wallowing in it for a while, one day I came home from physical therapy and I was alone and there was my bottle of painkillers waiting for me and it was a childproof cap and I only had one hand. And I could not open it, no matter how much I contorted myself and tried to open it. And at first I cried, and then I started to laugh. I thought if anybody was watching me, they would think this was crazy. So I somehow, in the moment, decided to set up my own camera and take pictures of myself trying to open this this childproof cap with one arm. And I ended up starting a 22-episode um instagram series called (laughs) the humorous chronicles (laughs) and i mocked the life of a one-armed woman in a two in a two-armed world for 22 weeks as i recovered
0: (laughs) but you you were entitled to do that because you were one armed woman right (laughs) yes exactly exactly
1: but once again once i was putting it out there know again i couldn't drive i couldn't get out there i couldn't see my friends people people really didn't know how badly i was injured so again, again it was that sense of isolation in my pain and once i started putting the message out there in a way that people could relate to which was through through humor i called creative fetching you know to fetch is to complain in yiddish so creative fetching is to turn around a complaint and make it funny so by making it funny people came to me and they started responding online and you know you know writing oh my gosh i can't believe this you know and believe but before i knew it people were coming to me calling me supporting me and once again i was pulled out of my isolation and had built that bridge back into the world through humor so that's the message i want to preach to everybody is this this is what will connect you to other people when you feel alone in your pain or alone in your confusion or frustration, whatever it is, humor helps you connect because people like to receive messages in a fun way. And when you just like whine, I what a day I had today. Nobody wants to listen, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. So if you make a joke about it,
0: you make it entertaining and suddenly people pay attention. Wow. You know what I'm thinking is just like, just like when I think of like mindfulness and meditation, it's, yes. it's a side effect, right? So the, you know, the happiness, so it's a, you know, it's a resilience. It's, it's a side effect of being mindful. So now I'm thinking what you just described. Would you recommend people to like, 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 I don't want to wait for that moment. Like I like to practice it now. So when something happens to me, I'll almost be, I'll be ready sooner than later. Does absolutely. that make sense? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. And
1: I'm I'm really glad you brought that up because that's something that a lot of people don't think about. Even when I do a workshop on it, they sit there and they listen, but they don't do the exercise in the moment. And I think, like, like you said, the, the sooner you do it, the more in practice you are so that when that time comes, when you are in pain or you are overwhelmed or you are confused, you've got this tool in your tool belt. And, excuse me, <clears throat> There's a few ways that you can do that. One is one is to keep that little journal we talked about, whether you call it an attitude journal or gratitude journal or a joke journal, but it's more about seeing our stressors as material. Mm-hmm. Every time something happens to me that it, that is upsetting, I try, and I'm, I'm not always successful. And you should, you know, this is not like a panacea. This is not like you know, a feel-good, whitewash sure. our feelings, don't, don't accept our feelings. But every once in a while, I'm able to step back and go, wow, what's funny about that? Mm-hmm. And I, I flip it in my mind, even if I never share that with another person or never write it down, in my mind, I have flipped the scenario and tried to see what's funny about the situation. It is all material. Once you have that new lens <laughs> to look through and you start looking at everything, all the bad things that happen to you is material. Suddenly, it's, sort of, it's almost like, okay, what's going to happen next? You know? <laughs> it, it gives you grist for the comic mill, and it really does become a habit. And that, that's what I want to get back to for myself, as well as help other people understand that, yes, exactly what you said, if you practice it now, it'll be there ready in your tool belt for you when the time comes, when you really do need it.
0: Yes, yes. I mean, the reason I say it because people tell me, "Well, you know, I'm really stressed out. I'm going to meditate." I was like, "No, no, no, no. You know, <laughs> you don't meditate, you know, because you'll get less stress. You get less stress because you meditate. It's you know, ah, I mean,
1: right, right. Well, all these things, they're not a pill that you take that that magically solve the problem. It's an exercise that you do to strengthen that muscle, right? What we're both doing we're talking about meditation we're talking about using humor it's a muscle that we all have that we need to work on and, and strengthen so when the time comes we have that strength we already have that at our disposal to use
0: yes you know you you are you are now encouraging me to start doing because often you yes. know i personally <laughs> will see You know, of course, when really bad things happen, then it's hard to see in the moment. But if something happens, it's like, you know, it's bad. But, you know, I I, I often I'll I'll make a joke of it and my wife will be, it's not funny. It is funny, right? So (laughs) it's hard. It's, you know, it's not good. But yeah, we can laugh at it. So we need to. I need to
1: practice more of that too then. Exactly. You know, and the famous quote, I think it's from Carol Burnett, but I think she was quoting many other, you know, famous comedians who always say, Comedy is tragedy plus time. Now, you need that gap of time. For minor tragedies, you know, like tripping over something, (laughs) that's not a major tragedy. You can come up with something funny about that in the moment. If, God forbid, it's something serious, you do need a little distance. Otherwise, your audience is going to say, too soon.
0: (laughs) Yes. You know, uh, this just reminds me, and I really get goosebumps because everything that happened, then without going to, but 9-11, right? So I lived in New York. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the first Saturday Night Live after 9-11, oh. right? Uh, I was like, I can kid watch Saturday Night Live. And I remember uh, they had, regardless what we think of him now, <laughs> they had the Giuliani. And of course, they told him what to say. But, you know, they were saying, can we can we start, you know, can we make some jokes? And he goes, well, you know, why is that now? <laughs> Like we haven't been, we've been doing this for all these years. Of course, so so it's it's hard, but you just have to keep going, even with the bad things, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And sometimes
1: that is exactly what we need in a moment of like national or universal tragedy. Is something that brings us all together in a positive way, and s- treating it lightly, but you have to do it respectfully is a way for us all to laugh at it because laughter is is catharsis right it's like stress is like filling a balloon and you're filling it with your stress and you're filling it with your stress and you're filling it with your stress stress up to the bursting point but then you take humor and you just poke it there it goes I like I that you use humor as catharsis and sometimes we need that laughter as catharsis in those times of great, great stress. And they were really brave. They were really brave to do that, SNL.
0: And they were criticized for it, but everybody tuned in. Yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, um, yeah. So, yeah, this is really interesting. So, tell me, I know you've been. Um, I think you were asked to present at some large conference in. Orlando. Oh yes, yeah. Can you tell I, you about- know when I. Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: When I when I first got interested in comedy, you know, many years ago, when, when when I was first doing my cartoon and I started doing these mom moms comedy workshops where I was teaching other moms to do what I did with comedy, um, I I, uh, I became aware that there was a, uh, an association called the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. Who knew that there was such a thing? Yeah. And I started following them. And like I said, you know, for many years I I put the comedy aside and. Uh, uh, raised my children and became a career counselor and, and concentrated on my career. Then when I got back into comedy a few years ago, once again, they were on my radar and they, they are having a conference coming up that I decided to apply to be a speaker at. And because I've been working on my comedy cure presentation for a while where I explore just these subjects, I want to really do a, a research study on the effects of, on the on the person of creating comedy, what are the personal um, benefits of create of using creativity with humor to deal with our stresses? So I did a proposal and I was accepted, and I'll be presenting in Orlando in March, and I'm so excited because this is going to be an audience of other humor professionals, and I feel like <clears throat> I'm I'm
0: joining the ranks. It's it's a great honor. Wow, that's, that's so cool. So do you, still, do you still do those workshops? I do the
1: workshops. I've done them for several conferences. Um, uh, one of the things I'd love to do is do it for organizations. I think it's a great team building skill to use humor together around a common theme. So that's something that I'm working on. But I do, I've been doing the workshops uh, for a variety of conferences, especially with career counselors and any other kind of counselor. As counselors, we're giving, giving, giving mm-hmm. all day long and we get stressed and we get burned out. Yeah. And, and you know, again, another great way to deal with that is through creating comedy. And, and when you have a group that has a common bond like career counselors, we all talk about the things that bother us as a group and we can come up with comic solutions as a group. So that's, again, the next level. One is consuming humor. Two is creating humor. Three is sharing that humor back with your group you create an in-group and creating an in-group gives you that sense of belonging. It gives you a sense of self-esteem and it really creates
0: bonding. So it's an all around good thing. <laughs> wow. That's, that's really wonderful. I just, uh, yeah. I just wish more people like, you know, get it. And hopefully they will after listening to this and just, just give it a try. You know, nobody's asking us, like you said, to be stand-up comedians, but... Exactly, exactly. The, the, you know, this is,
1: this is for everybody. Anybody, everybody can do it. And you don't have to have any aspirations to get it, to, to, to make it any further out in the world than your immediate circle of friends. Or if, if you're an introvert and you just wanna write in a journal, the act of doing it in your mind of converting your own frustrations into funnies, even if you just capture it in a journal, you're doing it for yourself. And that's terrific. That that's my mission is to get
0: people doing it in their, in their daily lives. So so a journal is one thing. So you start with the journal, right? Mm-hmm. Then you maybe make you know joke out of some of these, you know, notes that you have in the journal. You right. express your creativity and you present this to it, could be just a friend or partner, right? Exactly. Just give it a short... shorten a conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, if you belong to a book club, you know, inject it into the book club somewhere. If you're out to dinner with friends, if someday we can all go out to dinner again, (laughs) share it. Yes, hopefully, yes, yes. hopefully (laughs) we're on the dinner table. Share it on a Zoom call, for goodness' sake. (laughs) Yeah, so that that's the next level. It's it's consuming, creating, and sharing. That's the key because when you share it again, that's when the feedback loop starts happening, and you're you're, you're becoming part. You're creating community and becoming a part of community with your shared, um, uh, with your shared sense of frustration and mastery over those frustrations. You've universalized your personal pain
0: and made it global. You've brought other people into your circle, and 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 you also get better, right? It's almost like when we say, you know, you learn the best when you teach. Yeah, absolutely. So to, to that end, uh, a couple
1: of years ago, when I started getting back into this, I thought, how can I keep preaching this when I haven't done stand-up myself in a really long time? So I went back and I took a stand-up class and I had done that many years before and did it very briefly because there was way too much vomiting on my part and the audience's. Um, but I, I went back again and I took another class because I felt like in order to really put myself out there as somebody who you know who has the you know, the gravitas to teach, the gravitas, the seriousness to teach humor. <laughs> I had to experience what it was like to really put myself out there. And let me tell you, Baratso, it is terrifying. <laughs> it, 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 it must is, be. Yeah, it's terrifying, but it's also the most magical moment. Because once again, when you're standing on stage and, and you're sharing your personal pain transformed by humor and the audience laughs that feedback loop is like a wave of warmth and acceptance coming at you and then going, rolling right back out again. It's, it's just this magical moment that happens. I, I'm not going to be doing it on a regular basis because it is way too terrifying, but that, that highest level of creating and sharing is, is really transformative and you don't have to, you don't have to do that. But it, I felt, I felt for myself, I had a personal responsibility to the people that I was going to be teaching to really experience it at its maximum.
0: So that's why I did it. Yes. And, and <laughs> you know, with everything that I teach, I do the same thing. I always tell my students, so you have to experience it first. It has to work for you before you can start teaching. Don't read the book and start teaching. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Experience. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 for, for just about anything. You're right. Yeah. A question. So what would you say? Some people might just say, hey Margie, you know, this is all good, but I'm just not funny. I, I try. I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm not funny. People don't That's laugh. Good. That's I tell fine. jokes. Nobody's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, t-
1: and that that is a great point. Telling jokes is a completely different art. That's the art of storytelling. You're telling somebody else's story, but if you tell it well, they'll laugh. If you don't tell it well, they won't. But when what I'm talking about is using yourself, using your 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 own, and you don't have to be funny, but you have to be willing to be creative, and willing to see your problems as material through which to view, you know, which becomes a comic lens. And it can be taught. It's a little too much to to teach the whole thing right here and now, but there is a process that you can actually go through exercises and learn to, to put that little twist on things. There are definitely like comic landmarks to meet that teach you how to take an idea and flip it and make it funny. Anybody can do it, I swear,
0: anybody. I believe you, I believe you. So, so question, do you have, did you create like any online course or are you in process of doing... I would love to like learn more and just get your process in place. What a great idea. Uh, I, I have my workshop and from that I am planning
1: an online course. But that's something that I would love to talk to you about because, Braco,
0: you are the master. <laughs> I, 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 absolutely. Whatever, I ha- you know, if you need any help and, you know, I've been doing this for many years and, you know, every day you learn something. I was just telling... This morning, my wife, you know, I just learned something this morning that I didn't do for these 12 years, you know, it was like simple thing. But so we keep learning. But absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yes, that's one of my goals. I really want to be able to spread this
1: message and let people know that this is possible. And this is a great way to deal with your stress. I mean, there's so many different ways to deal with it. I mean, obviously, you know, there's meditation, there's yoga, there's mindfulness. There's so many different methodologies and some work for some people and some don't. For me, I I I have I I have too much ADD to sit and meditate. I I was a Lamaze dropout. I couldn't even breathe properly through my birth, you know, <laughs> for my labor. So I need to do something more proactive. So for me,
0: creating comedy—that's my meditation. <laughs> right, right, right. So we just have to try and see what works. Yes. And, uh, but 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 you're right. You you. And this is why I'm really asking this because. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day about a legacy, right? About the things that we do that we can leave. And, uh, you know, these are the things that you need to share so that leave it with people so that they can then teach other people and so on. That's really- Absolutely. That, you know, they. I think they say
1: that um, um, self-actualization is the top of Maslow's hierarchy, right? But then the next- I, th- I think it, it was it was somebody other other than Maslow that said, the next step beyond that is um, giving back, is generativity. And to get to that point where you're giving back, you're taking all the wisdom, all the expertise, all the things you've learned in your life, and then sharing it back, that's the generativity that becomes your legacy. Now, yes. Yes. So yes, I, yes, yes, yes. We, it makes we have a mission. I think we have an obligation to share that, you know, whatever whatever it is we've learned that works for us, we have an obligation to share that.
0: I I agree. You know, sometimes I wonder, you know, you have, you know, well, we, there are so many wise and, you know, uh, people and out in the world and we just don't get a chance to learn from them, yeah. you know their grandparents, you can just learn so many things, but nobody asked them and they didn't have a chance. Seriously, like I was like, I wish I, well, my grandparents died before I, you know, was born. I just wish like I learned something that somebody passed this, you know, from that generation to me. Exactly. So, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, and everybody has something to share. That's, that's it too. It doesn't have to be some grand planned out, you know, <clears throat> modular workshop. It it can just be whatever it is that you've learned that works for you. Because if it worked for you, it can work for somebody else. Everybody, everybody approaches life a slightly different way. And if we can learn to share that with each other again, it's it's that connection. I think that frankly, that's the purpose of life. But now we're getting too grandiose.
0: <laughs> we well, are, yeah, but that's that's what we do, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> RG, listen, thank you so so much. This was just so wonderful. We're going to leave it with the message where you and I are going to create some even more legacy, you know, and and leave things behind us so people can, uh, you know, hopefully we did something right in our life and keep doing it so people can uh, learn and uh, apply what worked for us. Sounds good to me, Braco. <laughs> we will talk soon. Thank you so, so much. Great to talk with you, Braco. Take care. Become the Life Success Academy founding member. Go to academyoflifesuccess.com and click on founding member to get 60% off full membership.